The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. All are welcome. We're glad you found us. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Discover a positive path for spiritual living. Welcome to Voices of Unity with Rev. Jackie Fernandez, Rev. Skip Jennings, and Faith Rivera. And we are the voices, 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 voices of unity. <laughs> yes, we are. Oh, Faith, what is tomorrow? What is tomorrow? Let me think. Hmm. Oh, my God. It is Rev Skip Jennings' glorious, beautiful birthday. Woo-hoo. Yes, another Bye. revolution around the sun. But I'm blowing a little party thing. I see the party thing, yes. (laughs) Celebrating all your light, your beauty. We love you. I love you. Love you so much. I I should have brought cake. (laughs) (laughs) It could have been my cheat day. (laughs) I brought a banana. banana. (laughs) Half eaten. Because, you know, we share. We're voices of (laughs) Exactly. What's on your heart? What's on your heart, birthday boy? You know, it's just been, you know, I've, I'm not like, like your birthday, we celebrate it. You're so into your birthday. I am never really into celebrating my birthday. Um, I've always had trouble around my birthday. Um, Stuff comes up for me. And, um, but this year I was very mindful um, about how I was going to approach it. It was going to be a celebration no matter how I feel. Um, And then I started my training. Reverend Jackie, you'll love this. I started my training for um, prepare and enrich for marital counseling, for premarital counseling. You do it online. And so you become a facilitator, a a certified facilitator. And then um, you go through the program. You're watching these couples go through and you go, oh, I'm 57. I'm still single. (laughs) (laughs) Things start to come up in your head. So you get to do the spiritual work around that that um, I am grateful to be right where I'm at doing the work that I'm doing, which is truly shining the light of God right here and right now. I'm, I'm grateful to be able to do this work. So um, that's where I'm at and celebrating. I'm, I am going to get 
a mani pedi sometime either today or tomorrow. Yes. Um, yes. Do do a little waxing that I haven't done in a while, so <laughs> yeah. I would do yeah. a little self care about Skip, and that's what I'm doing. That's that's where I'm at for my birthday. Hashtag waxed and vaxed. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I, I, I'm thinking about my eyebrows. Yeah. Oh my Your eyebrows <laughs> I are love perfection. it. I love it. I love it. I you know love what's it. funny, Riff Skip, is I think, I think sometimes I'm the same way. Like if it's a big thing, I psych myself out about it or something. And I don't know what happened where I found the way to like let it be okay to just indulge. I don't know. Like now I think I'm a glutton. I mean, I didn't even plan it. And all this, you know, this past year when I turned five zero, you know, I had a freaking party bus. So I just want you to know that I'm, I mean, I'm going to celebrate you, me and Jackie, we're going to yes. celebrate you and that we keep talking about Hawaii, but we, you all, you yeah. deserve to be spoiled really. And we, yes. we just block ourselves from it. So yeah, that's my birthday wish for you. Ooh. Spoilage yeah. that you welcome and that you yeah just own yeah. feel that well, celebration we, we did get a birthday cake and and that was yeah. one day. i normally don't eat i don't eat cake and, and sugar and all that and normally yeah. on my birthday i make a point not to but uh <laughs> we got a birthday cake and it's from uh the milk bar and if you ever seen any of their cakes on the milk bar <gasps> it, they are freaking like dessert on steroids so um yeah. tomorrow we will be doing that and no, it's it's celebrating in a in a, in a, I guess a real um, reflective way. Can we celebrate yes, in a reflective yeah. way mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and realizing you know? And I love I love the fact I gotta say this that I'm turning 57. I'm still doing a lot of work in the gyms and the clubs and and around young kids who are 21, 22, 23, mm-hmm. and yeah. I'm still doing the training and the yoga and the spin classes. And here I am, 57 probably the best shape of my life. So I'm grateful. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're hot. Yeah. It's your holy hotness. So (laughs) don't forget that. I like how you said, I'm still doing work in the clubs. (laughs) I'm still, you know, I'm, I'm doing it. I'm doing that hard work in the clubs. (laughs) Well, we, we actually had, you know, it was a very interesting. I did not realize it was one of my very first classes back in, at Equinox where I teach. And um, it was 50 people in class. And we did a sound bath in honoring of Juneteenth. And yeah. just being present yeah. and being of service and people yeah. who really a year ago did not know about Juneteenth. Mm-hmm. That I I got to go back into a facility to a, a a company that normally doesn't talk too much about spirituality, and they were like, "Let's do the sound bath, let's bring in Skip, and let's celebrate Juneteenth," which yeah. for me that was a real big blessing to be able to be of service yeah. and to do that. So moving and shaking at fifty-seven, yeah. yes, yes. So I'm grateful. I'm grateful. Should we play him his song? Yes. Oh, we have a it. song. Okay. This is for you. From thank all of you. us. Thank you. Thank you. Another trip around the sun. Hope you're having fun. You can make a wish right now. Blow your candles out and stay forever young. Everybody sing H to the H to the P-P-Y. Time to celebrate another.
And Skip know that you were going to be on. Uh, Faith was like, "Oh, that's my singer." You <laughs> <laughs> remember that you have an extraordinary voice, and of course, you're special Thank in the you. opera music, which is—I uh, mean—it's just a gift, just a gift to really be at, talk about a sound bath, like Skip mm-hmm. was talking about. And Sherry serves as the outreach program manager at Unity World Headquarters, where she stewards the Unity Outreach Program, a proactive ministry serving the community by placing unity materials of spiritual support, inspiration, and affirmative prayer in the hands of those who need them most. Ding, ding, ding. Yes, you get (laughs) some good work right there. And we got back to your voice. You know, you performed. We were at the Parliament of the World's Religions together in Toronto in Mm -hmm. 2018, and you performed there. And do you want to mention real quick the name of the show you did? I, I did an interview title that I put together myself, um, and it was a it was called um, Mirabai Anne Frank and Mirabai, a women's spiritual legacy in opera. So amazing! So I mean, that's really like an honor. Yeah, that is amazing, and of course, you have a podcast. Uh, you created and hosted the online course, I should say, and podcast. Make peace mm-hmm. with your religious past, girl. Let's wow. talk. <laughs> Make yeah. peace religious past you know especially in uh the pride month you know that you know a skip was mm-hmm. so extraordinary to be a member of the lgbtq community and to be able to have a spiritual place that you can call home so i know that i'm mm-hmm. talking probably woven very deeply into the, the fabric of your show and the work that you've done with that it's true it's true i i you know when i first got started with that that program and that podcast, I personally um, was not aware of the disparities in, in harm that was, that was being done by certain religious messages. And, and it just really um, was an eye-opening experience and just really cultivated my sense of, um, you know, wanting to be a good ally and, and showing up in activism. And when I got to um, go to the Creating Change Conference with mm-hmm. Unity, 
yeah. um, representing Unity a couple of years ago, it was life changing, and I just felt so honored. Sorry, my cat is. <laughs> oh, I see. I see. We have a second guest. Yeah. You know, a cat will do what a cat's gonna do. That's right. <laughs> okay, you got to uh, introduce us. Yeah. Uh, this is Bella. She's Hi, Bella. Kitty. She's very beautiful. Hence her name. Um. So. Uh, yeah, so the Creating Change Conference was just incredible. And this past uh, January, Unity was actually one of the main presenters. Yes. And it was such an honor and uh, love. I was part of the interface service that we put on there as well. Um, there's just so much beautiful intersectionality and, um, and awareness that can happen, you know? Yeah. And, and I love that Unity is being more visible and more vocal about our support yeah well and so beautiful that you as an ally can you know have the consciousness to bring that into the work that you do because you are helping unity materials you know get out into the world and so to be able to be an advocate in that way you know the booklet that we're going to talk about today is a perfect example because it's not necessarily written for the lgbtq community but you have found a way in which it can really enrich um that this specific community and so the booklet is the newest booklet by unity and it's called peaceful passing practical and spiritual reminders for the end of life so so talk to us about the booklet and and the context that you've given it for the lgbtq community oh well um so we started production on this booklet over a year ago and i was already um, yeah, I already knew the importance of uh, receiving support in times of challenge and the, the value of having a spiritual practice during those pivotal moments in our lives. Uh, and, and that can be if you're coming out as an LGBTQIA plus community member or if you're um, facing a, a divorce or challenge, um, if you're a caregiver, and when, and we, we have other booklets as well through the Unity Outreach Program that support people in these in various stages and experiences. And, that's, and, and we thought there needed to be some more conversation about the end. And, and what I didn't know at the time when we started this is that this topic would become very, very personal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I found out in mid-August of last year that my father was very sick. And um, we didn't know if it was some kind of dementia or, or, or what was going on exactly. But my stepmom had me come out to LA to help. You know, I thought I was going out there to like clear up some papers or um, help get their house in order to, you know, care for him better over you know, as, as, through his illness, and when I got there, it became very clear that it was it was his time, and this was going to be an end of life trip, and it was shocking, it was devastating, um, and I really had, you know, there there are so many emotions that go through your your go through your mind when when you're faced with that reality, especially if it's something unexpected. Um, it, it brings up your own mortality mm-hmm. issues. For sure. It, um, 
and obviously and, and brings up all any sort of interaction or issues you have with the other person right too and so so it calls like the the whole situation is kind of this perfect storm to bring up all of your issues and yet at the same time i was being called to care give and um, be there for him and and one of the best advice i because i made i made my phone calls to my support system and i talked to a unity minister who is also a hospice hospice nurse for over 40 years, uh, Reverend Richard Carlini, who has the Healing um, Power of Grief show here on Unity Online Radio. I talked, I called him because he was the first person who came to mind who's there for me. And he said, you know, I, I expressed, and I share about this in my article in the booklet, you know, I expressed how he wanted I wanted this time to be meaningful. I wanted to make my amends and have this big reconciliation from the movies with my dad and, and just be, you know, feel that sense of closure and closeness. Um, and yet um, what he said very bluntly was like, this is not about you. This is, this time is all about your dad and his needs. And I'm very, very grateful he said that because even though at first I was shocked, um, it really gave me a sense of perspective and a way for, to call me forward into a ministry mindset rather than um, just a pained daughter that was going to lose her father. Um, it was that too. Don't get me wrong. Sure, there was sure. all sorts of human emotions around it, but, but the, the opportunity for, for service, sacred service, was very, very present. Sherry, and, I, and, and please I was go ahead. I just asked yeah. you a question. What was your, um, I guess, what was the biggest thing you learned about yourself when you were being a midwife, literally being a midwife of carrying your father to the other side? What was the biggest thing that you learned about yourself? I, I learned the depth of my own spiritual capacity. Mm. It, you know, you do, you do your spiritual practice day to day, you meditate, you try to practice principles, you live your life. And but sometimes it takes a crisis to really show you how much you've grown, how you can serve the depth of what's, and what you've cultivated. And to me, I mean, it's hard. It was hard, but at the end of it, I said, you know, this is literally the hardest thing I've gone through so far in my life. And yet, I'm so proud of how I showed up. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, like, that's the best you can possibly ask for, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. In my post, um, you know, in the, for the show, you know, with you joining us, I shared about my grandma, the three days I spent when I came home from college. And I remember what I learned was the gift of being fully present. And I guess I didn't hear the words that, you know, the minister told you, but I guess I did it in my own way. It was like, how do I serve you? And it was just holding her hand. And I remember 
the greatest gift I learned was not only to tell her she was loved, but to tell her it was okay to go. Because I remember, so I hear so many mm -hmm. stories from different friends of they're trying to, you know, hang on. But it's when everyone leaves that they slip away because it's easier for them. They probably feel guilty. And and I remember in the song, it brought me to tears this morning that telling her, it's okay, Grandma, you can go. You, you're okay. I'm always going to feel your light and your love. But yeah, and, and in a weird way, and I was so young, still young then, I was, it felt beautiful though, what I imagined maybe birth would be. There was something about it that was so rich. Do you, you know what I mean, Sherry? Like, Absolutely. yeah, like it felt like the song and the saying, who's the, um, I can't remember his name now, you guys know, but he has the song, um, Lotus, you know, from the mud, mud. Like oh, yeah. Mud to make a, oh, I can't, I'll remember his name later. Oh, he's awesome. <laughs> uh, I'll think of no. it later. Yes, Bob. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But that I knew there was something so rich there. So this brochure that you're putting out into the world, you know, a lot of people don't like to talk about it. My family does not. Right. My mom will not. So we're all here, you know, like toddlers at this experience, not knowing what to do when we can ask or just read your, you know, hear your stories in that article. So thank you. That yeah. is such a gift. Yeah. yeah. So beautiful. The things I've been aware of is that um, there is what's called now a death positive movement happening mm -hmm. where more and more people are being open about um, and being interested in talking about death, death and dying, and what we can do to prepare, um, how, you know, what we think about it, what our fears are, what our hopes are, and preparing and doing our paperwork for end of life so that we are and we protect ourselves and our families. And at the end of the day, you know, it's a very loving act to prepare uh, and do your paperwork. <laughs> you know, it seems yeah, like a sure. menial adult thing, but it really is an act of loving for your family. So beautiful. And so the, the booklet itself has, you know, some poetry in it by James Dillett Freeman. It has um, shared stories like you wrote an article that where you shared your story. And, um, and I'm curious, um, you know, you had mentioned like the context for LGBTQ community in it, um, which was really intriguing to me. Oh, yes. So um, we have another booklet that we offer through the Out Unity Outreach Program called Worthy. And uh, in my work, I'm, I connect with a lot of organizations and um, people like chaplains or spiritual care directors um, in hospitals. And one of, one of my recent interactions with a hospice uh, chaplain was that she not only received this booklet, but also the Worthy booklet. And she said that they had, in, their, in her hospice, had started offering this worthy booklet as an alternative um, if, if they had an LGBTQ client who was uncomfortable with receiving chaplaincy care um, because many, many are agnostic or um, have been so wounded by religious uh, messages that, um, that they don't, they often refuse chaplaincy. Uh, in hospice. And well, and it's such that, like, at that time in your life, I mean, that's when everybody, right, calls the priest, you know, so to be able to provide that. That music means it's our time for the break, but we're going to come back from the break and we're going to keep talking about death and life and all the good stuff in between. We'll be right back with Sherry Jameson.
Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Explore new thought philosophy and a lot more. Welcome back to Voices of Unity. And so we're back here with special guest, uh, Sherry Jameson. And before we continue the conversation, I wanted to share a little piece of a song called Rose's Farewell, my first experience with this thing called death and letting go. It's the last three days I spent with my grandma telling her, it's okay, grandma, it's okay to go. So here's Rose's Farewell. beautiful faith what a precious time yeah well it was I came home from school you know to be with her and see the first course said it's okay to cry grandma and the second verse is it's okay for you to go Mm. and that's hard to say and I'm sure you know Sherry and any of you that have been through that you have to reach a point I mean it's you know to say Mm -hmm. it's okay it's okay so Yeah. yeah So she slipped away when none of the family was there. And, uh, mm. you know, but as I wrote in my post, though, we honored her with that dance beat because she loved to dance. She joined the pageant shows in her 70s. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And my dancers did a cape dance. So we performed that song, you know, proudly everywhere. So my grandma, my grandma's still here in the music, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, in the, in the booklet, the, part of um, the excerpt from James Dillett Freeman, uh, Freeman's writing is, there is only life. The truth is that we cannot die for we are life. Life is energy. Life is expression. It cannot end because it is endless. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, that dancing, I, that music is to me what taps us into um, whatever side of the veil we are on. It taps us into that eternal uh, vibration. It's like we can touch it for a moment. Dance is forever. 
<laughs> yes. Yes. Absolutely, I agree. I'm wearing a t-shirt today that says dance. Yeah. And, yes. you know, dance is an acronym I use for divine, authentic, natural, conscious expansion. And um, when we dance, that's what happens. And it's the dance. You know, Sheree, I want to talk to you. I want to speak to you about something that I get whenever I'm coaching or counseling someone who's LGBT. One of the most common questions they ask me, do you believe in hell? And am mm -hmm. I going to help for who I am? Okay, we're ready to get down mm -hmm. with the get down here. Get down that with the get the down. Truth. And and this is on the minds of a lot of gay, you know, LGBT, you know, youth and older people because we were conditioned to believe mm -hmm. that we were going to hell for who we love. So, mm -hmm. um, in the booklet, do you speak to that? And the, my follow up question to that is that um, is there speaking to those we have already lost? Because what we do experience as our rainbow um, community, we lost a whole stream of men and mm -hmm. women from the AIDS epidemic mm -hmm. that we're still trying to heal from today. Yeah. We're still, and I, it comes up, I'm watching Pose and my favorite shows, mm. and 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 they, the last season is all about people that are passing away. So in this idea of speaking to people right where they are, speaking to our community right where they are, can you um, speak a little bit about that? So I think what you're asking about and looking for is, is more in the worthy booklet that we offer. Um, it's LGBTQ stories of overcoming rejection and religion to find truth. And I'm not sure if there is, I can't remember if there's something specific about hell and what, what I are referred to as the clobber clauses in, right. in the Bible. Um, Leviticus. <laughs> yes. But I do know that, that the conversation that, that this worthy book was started and that um, LGBTQ leaders in unity are continuing to have, and we're uh, really building out a lot of support materials on the unity website. So if you go to unity.org forward slash LGBTQ, there are, are tons of resources, meditations and articles and this booklet and videos um, about, and also unity statement about um, inclusion and what we believe in that regard. Um, but I think, I think as it relates to the end of life, you know, that is, that is, that is such a vulnerable time, and it brings up, you know, that's a period of time that brings up a lot of unresolved issues, mm -hmm. any fears that you have about, about the afterlife, about God. And, and, of course, everybody experiences fear to some degree because it's going into the unknown. We really, as much as any religious uh, tradition or spiritual tradition that, you know, talks their theology of the afterlife, you know, we really don't know because we haven't been there. Yeah. Um, well, that and, you know, like Faith was talking about with her grandma, that is the fear of the unknown, or sometimes it's just the fear of leaving, not wanting to leave your loved ones behind. Um, I just spent some precious time with a man who made his transition to the next life um, just a month ago, at the end of April, and his family called me in specifically because they were like, he needs to go and he won't go. And it's, he's in pain. He's struggling. He's falling out of the bed and just come and pray with him and tell him he can go. And so I spent time with the family and it was, 
just this incredible sacred time. And what I found out by visiting with them is he was the caretaker of everyone, not just the family, but the neighbors, the whole neighborhood. And, you know, so that was our prayer we went into and, um, you know, anointed him and thanked him for that vibration and assured him that that vibration will not be lost and, and that he, you know, he is complete and, and he can release the fullness and, you know, into that full radiance of spirit. And, and from that moment forward, he was at peace. Um, like physically, you could just see the difference. And he was that way until just a few hours later when he passed. And I mean, what an extraordinary, um, testament to the human spirit of, you know, that, that power of life and wanting to be the fulfillment of life. And if there's a story in your psyche anywhere about death being the beginning of eternal punishment or the end of anything, then all that just triggers all kinds of crazy things in our minds. And that is a beautiful work that we do it, you know, in the new thought community that we be able to help people to release the shackles of what we've been taught, yes. the miseducation <laughs> and releasing. Um, I, I come from a, a very strong Southern Baptist slash Pentecostal upbringing. And, wow. um, yeah. you know, it's so funny because even today when I go home sometimes, you know, is a little nudge. Well, I hope you're saved. And I, here I am, a New Thought minister, and you get that little nudge, I hope you're saved, that I'm going, I am saved. I, You know, it's just one of those things. And that is part of, um, I think, well, now I think I know um, our ministry here at Voices of Unity mm -hmm. is helping to understand that, you know, there's nothing wrong with us. And there's nothing, and there is no nothing to be punished for. Um, so that is very powerful. Yeah, I think that's definitely a distinguishing factor of the unity philosophy which is that we're born blessed we're all inherently good and um and so dismantling yeah like you said dismantling the the, the misbeliefs the things that we bought into about ourselves or about others and and it's really tough i remember jackie you and i spoke about like um this conflict that happens when your family doesn't accept you because yeah. of religious belief and it's um it, it, it's very painful it really is and at the same time you know we have the power to develop our own spiritual self-confidence mm -hmm. and to to know what is true for us and live authentically and happily and and that that i, I think at what I feel like at the end of your life, you will be most proud of. Because mm -hmm. what is the alternative, right? Is, right. Yes. Yeah. yes. And, 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 and I think that that's one of the gifts that death and dying and talking about death and dying provides is this, this perspective. You know, you get it at birth, you get it at death, birthdays, bring it up as you mentioned earlier. Like it's an opportunity to really make sure that, that you feel like according to your A book for me that dismantled and continues to dismantle, I just refound it again, is Neil Donna Walsh's Home with God. Mm. And 
you know, he has this quote in here that applies to, you know, either religious backgrounds or, you know, whatever those beliefs are that have us just in such fear. It says, you know, you're afraid to die. You're afraid to live. What a way to exist, you know? And, um, and, you know, and I remember he, Neil Donald Walsh in his books was the first one to address that heaven or hell. And it's, it's, you know, in his books. And I think unity new thought is there too. It's all a state of consciousness really. Yeah. And so, because yeah. really, it's what we believe, it's what we feel. And so that book was freeing. It was a bit shocking. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but I think our death, as in our life, and again, that's another one of his quotes, is that we choose our death. I mean, really, on, on that bigger level, we choose mm-hmm. as we choose our life. And yeah. so... It's always on us. We can't put it on anybody else. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Thinking about you know being on us, one of the things I I've yeah. come to understand too for me, and I've talked to other you know people of color, um, when we move out of say our Christian beliefs or we're moving into something that is so innately different from what we grew up, we feel like we are actually betraying our culture, our yeah. family, our ancestors. Mm-hmm. Yes. Our mothers, our fathers, this is, you know, I remember being in the hospital bed, my mama praying for me. And I said, you know, if something ever happens to me, call my mama and she can pray the blood of Jesus over me any day. (laughs) Uh, And and it's just that energy that we grew up with and and just understanding. And so it feels as if we're betraying our culture until we understand that we're not. And that could be Mm -hmm. a lifelong journey to the point of, Mm -hmm. you know, your transition point. That yeah. could be yeah. forever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, last night, my wife was traveling, and she was <clears throat> really having a, a difficult travel day. <clears throat> Excuse me. At one point, I was a little worried about her safety. And you know what I did? The Catholic in me, I started I started <laughs> saying, I started, no, it wasn't Arkansas Jesus, no. <laughs> but I started praying the prayer for protection oh, as God. if I were praying the rosary. So I was just repeat, yeah. just repeat yeah. over oh, and over, over yeah. again. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, like I, I stopped and realized what I was doing. I'm like, okay, this is my, you know, and, and I let myself do it because in the moment that was giving me comfort, you know, but I had to also kind of laugh because I'm like, okay, that's, you know, that's how afraid you are right now. So I just let it be a point of self-compassion is that I'm in that fear and I'm praying from that fear place, but, but when you thought words, you know, Um, Reverend Jack, did you bring out the rosary? Uh, Did you get your little cross out in your your box? I see in your underwear drawer, you pulled out your cross. I got, I went for my grandmother's rosary, right? Because I know that is, that is praying. Oh oh my God. But yeah, it's, it is a lifelong process. And so, you know, and letting for me, letting some of that be okay, because it's not just about religion. It is about culture and, you know, and yeah. I mean, you know, this whole month too, we're talking about inclusivity, you know, living with each other. And the most, the breakthrough in my family was when, you know, one, they came to see me at Unity of Hawaii here, right? Mm-hmm. And I got to see what I do. But really, it was more me being okay that they had to pull the rosary or that they have to tell me I have to go to confession, like to give it to them, whatever lets them live the most comfortable, beautiful life. And once I let go, oh my God, when I first found conversations with God, I was like this you know, one of the evangelical people on their doorstep being like, but it says in the book, there's no hell, you know? <laughs> but Neil said, but Neil said, I'm read the book. And it's like, oh my God, no, no, no. God just wants us to, to feel love. And if it takes a rosary or it takes 
saging, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's, it's that whatever. It's not an and and or. It's a yeah. it's an and. It's all embraceive. Um, Sherry, I want to ask, what is your favorite piece in 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 the yeah, passing okay. pamphlet? What is your favorite piece that stands out to you that you go, oh yes? Oh gosh. Um, well, I really actually. Um, this booklet is is a, a, a collaboration of both ministers, those of us who have helped our family members transition, and and they are also included experts in hospice, and they talk about hospice and the support that is available um, when when you when you get involved with hospice quickly, and because um, oftentimes it's like it feels like hospice is giving, it's like in a way giving up because our, our, I'll speak for Western US, you know, United States culture is very death averse mm -hmm. and, and grief averse. And so this book, Peaceful Passing and our previous book, like Grief is a Spiritual Practice, we try to um, give people some, some more information and permission to feel all of those feelings and and so I think it's important to talk about you know the heart the heart aspect and the spiritual aspect but honestly I really love the hospice articles because it's education and and this is one thing that I really felt strongly about including when we started talking about the, the what would go into this booklet because I know that there are some there are some people in unity in metaphysics that that do not want to talk about death because they're afraid it will attract death to them, and this is a misunderstanding. This is this is a that you know an idea of metaphysical malpractice, and so we're hoping that by bringing this topic out in the open and talking about hospice and talking about death and dying and talking about doing your paperwork that we can. Uh, dispel this myth and and encourage um, encourage people to to really really explore and look at and know that it's safe and okay and and that there's there are resources out there to support you. We we talk about um, transition. We talk about this process at uh, Gapi International Spiritual Center. We call it life after life, and we you know during ministerial. Um, studies, we really intentionally made a purpose to switch our language and not use the word death. And that was from Reverend Coco Stewart. Let's talk about what we believe it is, which helped us to understand our language has so much power. So once we began to talk, my brother, I don't know if you all know this, my brother is a mortician. So my whole family is a family of preachers wow. and morticians. Preachers and morticians. If I ever move back to New Jersey, I'm probably going to become a mortician. I mean, you but got a family I, business. Right. right. <laughs> so we have to understand that we get to really begin to shift how we say that word death. And if we truly believe it's life after life, let's call it what it is. It's life mm -hmm. after life. I know, Rev Skipper. I, I just can't talk to my family about it that way. I can yes. talk to you on our show. <laughs> 
You know, it's like my mom, my mom would say, used to say to me, the first baptism is the only one that counts because when I was in high school, I chose to be baptized and, you know, but I was baptized in the Catholic church as an infant and that used to bother me. And, and like faith, like you're saying at one point I was like, okay, if, if she needs the first one to be the one that counted, that, that's great. You know, that's great. I don't have to be in conflict with that. You know, I can let her have that. I can let her have that. Um, That was important to her. And what a great moment in my family. And I've seen the pictures and it established, you know, relationship with my godparents for me. And, um, and I can still have what's authentic and true for me. And it doesn't have to be at odds, even, even if it might seem that way, sometimes she has come full circle. She's still practicing Catholic, but she heard herself, I think like last year or the year before, tell someone on Facebook um, who was um, coming out as gay and, and wanted spiritual support to find a unity church. And she said, I just stopped. And I was like, I can't send them to my church. Like she, like she got it at a deeper Uh level, you know? And Uh so it's, you we're all on a journey. Yeah. Yeah. What, what I love, what I love to hear my mother and, and, you know, the Christian church uh, begins to talk about things that we say, but maybe in a different type of um, lingo. Like my mother says, I'm going home to glory. It is life eternal. She speaks the same thing. You know, she's talking about going to heaven, but I, I'm saying life after life. And, you know, it's very interesting because we have a lot more in common when we speak about this. And when we're not honing in on the, the the death part of it or the transition, one of the things that happened to me that was life-changing, um, my best friend Bill is listening right now, and he knows that my nephew made his transition at the age of 28. He went to bed, didn't wake up. And I had an uncle that did the same thing at 28, and they're the splitting images of each other. They look like identical twins. So um, that age of 28, and it was such a shock to me because I wasn't ready. I had seen his life because he had just gotten engaged. He never smoked, never did drugs, church musician. And it was such a shock. And it's that shocking thing that really had me in the invitation to really think about what did I believe? Where is Sean now? And I really had a whole year writing and journaling about Sean. Where are you? Speak to me. He would come to me in dreams and say, I'm good, Unc. <laughs> mm. I'm good, Unc. I was like, okay, Sean, yes, you are, brother. <laughs> you know? Wow. So good. That's such good work to to really be with that. You know, because you were letting yourself be in the unknown. Where is he? <laughs> you know, and, and to yeah. stay with the question long enough to hear an answer. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. Yeah. You know, it, there's in the Unity Outreach Booklet series, we've got spiritual support for caregivers, uh, because those those of us who are who who've had that experience, who are there with people who are transitioning or who are seriously ill, um, need a lot of extra spiritual support. Um, we have this, you know, our brand brand new booklet, "Peaceful Passing: Practical and Spiritual Reminders for the End of Life," about about you know what we know of death, what we experience, and what we can do. And then to complete the trilogy is our Grief is a Spiritual Practice booklet um, that, that really um, talks about the journey through death and, and when grief comes up on holidays and even in the grocery store. <laughs> it's like I just you know, celebrated over oh, this past 
Father's Day, the first one yeah. without my dad. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, Saturday was actually the hardest day, you know, mm-hmm. and I just, I call it, like, oh, I'm having a great day. And, you know, and, and the importance of, of just accepting where I'm at. And mm-hmm. um, there's, there's some beautiful resources out there that I've discovered, like the, the grief recovery method. Um, we talked, you know, you know, lately talked about, you know, just how to be with yourself as, as a spiritual practice when you're grieving. Um, and they're even using spiritual principles in grief. Uh, uh, Reverend Skip, you talked about, you know, the afterlife and, and communicating with people in the afterlife. We have a, an article in there um, from Suzanne Giesman, who is uh, a beautiful um, medium and expresses her gifts. Uh, and, and she just recently had a retreat at Unity Village. Um, and it's just, all of it is interconnected and we find what works for us. And, and I think the beauty, the beauty in Unity is that we can find what works for us and let go of what doesn't work for us mm-hmm. and allow other people to do the same. You know, just because we're all part of the same overarching spiritual tradition Perhaps, maybe not. Doesn't you know? It doesn't mean we all believe the same things. You know, as you mm-hmm. said, we have all these different backgrounds. We're seeing it through different lenses. We're seeing it through our different identities, um, and 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 I think that's the beautiful part of the inclusiveness of unity because it yeah. it allows for that diversity. Yes. Well, yeah. Thank you so much, Sherry. Thank, thank you for joining you. us on the thank show today. For, for all the good work you do at Unity World Headquarters. Uh-huh. Thank yes, you for the way and you let your light do, shine. Are we doing an after party today? Or are we going to yes. do an after party on Facebook? So we're going to invite everyone yeah. to come over and maybe Faith will sing something for my birthday. I and, will. Uh, you know, we did full circle, y'all. We went happy birthday. <laughs> it's the transition. Yeah, it's life after life. life. It's life after life. life it is life, life after life. life. Thank you so much. Um, I you. am going to definitely dive into the booklet. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I'm excited for it. It's funny. I'm excited to read about life after life. I want to invite people to go to the website, uh, unity.org forward slash peaceful passing forward slash booklet. Um, and we also have a full resource page on, you know, to get you connected with those resources at the end of life, hospice, do, death doulas. Um, there's so much available and uh, we invite you to explore. And the aware book too. Don't forget about the aware book, right? Oh, worthy. 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 Yes. Yes. Worthy. Uh, that's on the LGBTQ page. You can find all of them. Unity.org forward slash get outreach. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Sherry. All right, everybody. See you over. Love y'all. Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Hi, I'm Liz Winter, and I have been a medium and a spiritual development teacher for over 30 years. On my podcast, All Aboard the Medium Ship, I want to share the message with you that there is a wealth of love 
and comfort available to you from the spirit world. On my podcast, you can experience this comfort and peace for yourself through gentle guided meditations and helpful messages. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you never miss an episode. Part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network.